Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra, and I'm so grateful that you are hanging out with me today, wherever you are uh, in the world right now. It's been a little bit of a crazy time, and I think it's really important to continue to check in with each other and just see where we're at. Um, Today's episode is really, really special. I have one of my best friends coming back onto the podcast, Kate Hart. You might remember her from earlier episodes. I think it's 45, 44, 45, and 46, um, which are really, really great episodes where Kate um, comes on and co-hosts of sorts alongside me. So we're going to be doing more of that, and I talk about that a little bit in this episode. But um, we take a moment to focus on, you know, everything that's going on in the world, and we kind of do it with some lightness because I think there's a lot of heaviness going on and that's to be expected and that's understood. I myself am dipping in and out of it. So um, I really hope that that part resonates with you and also the deep dive, the real deep dive that Kate and I do with self-worth. We share some really personal um, stories and struggles of our own and Um, It felt really, really good for us to be so vulnerable and open with all of you. We chatted about this a little bit once we hung up um, or once we stopped recording that, you know, this is the sole mission of this show. Um, It was never created to just, you know, share a thought and have that be it. It was created to um, bring forth a sense of community that you know, allows everyone listening to feel heard and seen and just respected and validated in some way because there's so much to this human experience and there are also these really big pieces that I think we as a society um, just have on repeat, you know, things that like show up for us again and again and again. And the more that we can talk about these things and like strip these layers, whether it's just myself, whether it's me and Kate, whether it's having a guest on the show, um, I just, that is my mission. That is my mission is to peel back all of these layers and to get to the, the real root of these human experiences so that we can all just stop feeling so freaking alone because we're not. Um, so I really also hope that you feel that when you listen to this episode and all the episodes that have occurred and all the episodes that are to come, which with that being said, you might have noticed that there's been more episodes being, um, pushed out than usual. Uh, I'm kind of on this roll right now and human connection is feeling really important to me with, um, the state that we're in with the Corona pandemic and, podcasting has just felt really nourishing it feels like a way of connecting with you and with other people who I really value and respect um so yeah I don't know how long that's gonna last where I'm just like free-flowing with podcast episodes coming out but let's just enjoy the ride while it's here otherwise um we'll go back to regular programming um every Wednesday so I'm just so grateful that you're here and if you have 30 seconds once the show is over it would mean the world to me if you would go to iTunes and subscribe if you don't already, and then to just leave this show a five-star rating and review. This is how the podcast grows. So for anyone who's not familiar with the medium of podcasts, they get out into the world and into the laps of other people who might need them simply through ratings and reviews. So we really do rely so heavily on them. That's how they grow organically. Um, And that's also how I'm able to get really amazing guests onto the show. Um, I've had you guys tell me through Instagram certain people that you want me to invite on and I want that to happen more than anything and the more um, the more people that we can get in this podcast community and supporting this podcast through those ratings and reviews the better our chances and the more people that we can continue to invite and just keep spreading the love so if you would do that that would mean the world Um, yeah that's really all that I ask and if you feel like this episode would land in the laps of anyone that you know, please feel free to share. Spread the wealth, as I so often say. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy this episode with me and Kate talking all things self-worth. Okay, you guys, I'm back here today with my soul sister and light beam of a human being, Kate Hart. You probably remember her from episodes 44, 45, and 46. 
But if you haven't listened to any of those episodes yet, I highly encourage you to do so, especially Kate's episode on the mind-body connection with food. It's one of the most popular and well-received episodes I've had on the show thus far, and it's just filled with so much vulnerability and golden nuggets. So hi, my love. So glad you're back co-hosting with me today. Hi, it's so good to be back. Yeah. So just in case you guys aren't familiar with Kate yet, she's one of my closest friends who I met six years ago at a Photoshop workshop here in Chicago. We kept in touch over the years and just grew closer and closer as time went on. And we've carried each other through a lot of things. Um, Most talked about publicly is our different yet similar journeys with grief and our exploration within spirituality. And she's just one of my favorite humans on the planet. And during my last trip to Boulder, we both felt really called to record some episodes together and it just flowed so naturally. Um, So we just decided then and there that we wanted to have Kate keep coming back on the show as a reoccurring thing. So um, to, to give you all a little bit of a background on Kate before we dive in, she's a holistic nutritionist living in Boulder, um, as I just mentioned, who offers one-on-one guidance to each of her clients. Um, And she also has this really beautiful program called Empowered Young Souls, where She guides young girls of all different ages through meditation and developing mindfulness tools and learning how to trust their intuition. I just couldn't love that more if I tried. I think that is so important. It's great. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces of work that I, I mean, I love all the work that I do, but there's been some really incredible moments in working with young girls. And I just think back to my Mm -hmm. childhood and what I would have done. (laughs) Yep. No kidding. So talk to me, sugar. How's your week going? Can you give me, Ooh, you know what? Let's do this. Can you give me your three highs? I was going to ask for your three highs and three lows, but honestly, I think we all just need some loving right about now. So let's keep it light. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, let's keep it light. Let's keep it high vibe. I think there's enough lows everywhere right now. Yes. We don't need to focus on those. Um, uh, one would be, I just had the most incredible acupuncture session which was amazing and so grounding for me and allowed me to just release a lot of the anxiousness and stress that is just everywhere right now mm-hmm. um I've also lately been really into getting super creative in the kitchen and using this extra time that we have at home and playing around with new recipes and also getting creative with what I have on hand. And that's been super fun. I am super sad. I'm not there to be (laughs) your taste tester. Kate is an insane cook. And like even her like five minute meals look like they just came out of a five star restaurant. So I'm so intrigued as to what these look like. I need pictures. I I was going to say I should start documenting them. Absolutely. Send them your way. Um, And then the other thing that's been really amazing for me lately and felt really good is being able to take advantage and get outside and do all the hikes that are within walking distance out my door. Mm-hmm. Um, connecting to nature and being outside has been really important for me. It's, beca- it's within everything that's going on right now. It's just become critical every day for me to get outside. And I'm just so grateful that I have such beautiful trails right outside my door. Mm -hmm. those have been filling me up big time and that keep you far away from people like you can still keep yourself away from others but be in nature yeah I think that's what people are forgetting too and that's really important you know you can still get outside it's about totally yourself secluded yeah I think getting outside and being responsible within you know the social distancing Mm -hmm. um recommendations and everyone's been really aware which has been beautiful to see um on the trails like if people are coming like we'll step aside and Mm. just allowing that space yeah it's beautiful to see people showing up yeah absolutely what about you what are three of your highs Mm. yeah so I would have to say I think just kind of touching on that the first would be this like perspective and outlook that I think I've been gaining from everything going on with the pandemic. Um, I've like gotten so in tune with the human connection that I've been craving and just actually being so clear as to who it is that I need it from. 
has been really eye-opening and expansive. It's really made me value my friendships and relationships that much more, you know, um, Mm -hmm. as times of crisis can often do. It's like you start to realize whose energy you're needing and what energy you're not. Definitely. I feel like that's Uh becoming very clear. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Um, Second, I think, honestly, would have to be breath work. I just dabbled into this for the first time several days ago. Um, I was feeling so overwhelmed with anxiety and my therapist isn't available at the moment. Um, and just being in like the state of the unknown, I found this video on YouTube and I've been doing it every morning, sometimes during the day. I did it right before we hopped on this call and right before bed. And I just love that it combines meditation with like the actual breathing techniques that calm our nervous system. And the first time I tried it, I was laying on my couch and the session was over, but I couldn't move. Yeah. I was, I was paralyzed. Like I literally felt like I was like in this deep hypnosis, but I was also in this like crazy place of clarity. And I was like, I remember my eyes were shut and it was like, I couldn't open them if I wanted to. And I kept seeing this, like, you know, those like long globes that you can look through with all the different Mm -hmm. colors. I had that like Mm -hmm. in my third eye. Like over and over again, it was just like transforming those shapes and all I could, like the word that kept coming to mind was like create. Like, and I felt like I was just being told to just like, that is what your purpose is right now in this weird time is just to like create and put it out there. Yeah. That's Um, that's beautiful. So that was a literal high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then that was kind of a long answer. Sorry. Um, I think that's beautiful third high. Oh, I know. I came across this podcast episode from the daily from the New York times and it was about Tom Hanks. So mm-hmm. really quick, it's important for everyone to know how much I love Tom Hanks. Um, he's such a talented actor. Yeah. But he's one of those humans that you just know is good to his core, you know, like Barack Obama. It's like, you just know, mm-hmm. um, and his mannerisms and the way he speaks, how he carries himself. He reminds me so much of my dad. It's wild. So there's obviously that draw to him too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so as we all know by now, he and his wife have the coronavirus and are still recovering in Australia. So New York Times put out this episode of this journalist who interviewed him around the time that A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood came out. Mm. And the journalist was really missing her kids at the time. She was really tired and she was just out of sorts during the interview, like right when it had started. And they played this clip of Tom Hanks because they just had someone read the interview. Um, It wasn't like the actual interview. So you don't hear Tom Hanks in it, except they played this clip of him consoling her because she starts crying Uh and you hear him saying like, it's so good to cry. It's good to feel. Like in this like tiny little, ex- I know, sorry, Kate's jaw just dropped. <laughs> I know it was so sweet. And I mean, it's probably like a 10 second clip where you hear him, but like in those 10 seconds, you just learn so much about like who that person is. And I I don't know, it just made me so happy. And the point of the podcast, why they aired it, I think it was yesterday, was that you know, their point was while the coronavirus is contagious, so is kindness. Totally. I really needed to listen to that. So I'll put that in the show notes because it's a pretty short listen, but it's so worth it. Yeah. I definitely want to check it out. And that message that he was using to console her is so Mm -hmm. beautiful. And I also think what everybody needs to know is how like love and kindness are just as contagious as fear, which is really important. And also like, to allow yourself the space to feel whatever's coming up for you and honoring that and crying or, you know, allowing yourself to feel into those emotions. Right. Which is beautiful. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. However, I mean, I don't want to like harbor on this too much because Mm. I have this like, I don't know. I have this back and forth where I don't know. I I just want to be cautious of like how much I'm talking about it. But at the same time, I think it is really important to talk about because people all over the world are. It's really relevant. Yeah. And they're handling it in such an array of ways. And so I'm curious, like, if it feels good to you to do so, how are you feeling with everything going on right now? Like, what has your experience been like personally? 
It's, I mean, it's been a bit of a ride. There's been all sorts of things um, that have come up. And I was telling my acupuncturist this morning that I've definitely felt more anxiety lately. Um, I'm not super scared. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel the, like, I mean, I feel it in the collective, but I, I myself, I am safe. I am healthy. I'm so grateful to have a beautiful space to be in, in this, you know, in staying home. I'm grateful that I have food and, um, but it's definitely that I think the thing that has come up that's been the hardest for me to really surrender into is the uncertainty of it all mm-hmm. and not really knowing how long this is going to be our new normal. And that just really weighs heavy on my heart because my family and my boyfriend are all back East and I don't have the luxury anymore of being able to hop a flight and get there if and when I want to. And that just, it's like, I felt the farthest away and the most alone Mm -hmm. since all of this started to happen, um, since living in Colorado, but Um, I've really just been trying to focus on all the beautiful things that are happening right now and really trying to channel my energy into doing things that are more creative. Like I got out my watercolors the other night, which was super fun and, you know, getting, taking time to, um, try out new recipes and things like that. And, um, really just honoring the inwardness that this is forcing everybody to kind of take a pause and Mm -hmm. go inward and get clear and rest and slow down. Um, So trying to just, you know, it's kind of like ebbing and flowing between all of that. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah. um, Yeah. And people here in Boulder have been really responsive to all of it in terms of like, everything shutting down and staying home. I mean, of course there's still people out and about, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been interesting and a lot to navigate. And I think it's just important for us to not only remind ourselves, but our friends and our family to just honor the experience you're having mm-hmm. and remember the choice in that we have, like we can't control anything other than how we show up to it all. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. How has it been in your world? Um, you know, yeah, it's been interesting being in like a major city. Um, Mm. it's, I I mean, I won't lie. It's felt very apocalyptic at times. Um, because being in Chicago, you're so used to like the hustle and bustle and to have it be like day four of it being pretty much a ghost town is very eerie. Um, and at times if I let myself go there, I'm like, this is unsettling. But the fact of the matter is, is that like, it's not. It's actually I'm trying to switch my mind frame. And like when I see that out my window from like my high rise, it's actually I'm trying to reframe it as like I'm so grateful everyone is being responsible totally. instead of this feeling of eeriness, turning it into like this feeling of like gratitude of like, OK, you know, we are we are trying to make this better. We are trying to flatten the curve. And um, I think, yeah, like you you nailed it on the head of just like taking it moment by moment. Um, Cause yeah, I, myself, I'm healthy. Anyone that in my life that would be compromised, they're either quarantined or, you know, they're in a different state. So I feel very lucky that, you know, I'm not at risk personally, and I don't intend to become of risk by Mm -hmm. staying home and just, you know, being super careful and mindful of everyone else. Um, I think the obvious fear, which I'm sure you can relate to and a lot of people out there can relate to is, and this goes for, you know, there's so many different jobs out there that are affected and that breaks my heart right now. Um, but, you know, for me personally, being a freelancer is really challenging right now, um, especially with part of my work being as a photographer. It's like people tend to respond to f- in fear and I get that and so I've had almost all of my shoots canceled for like months to come um yeah. and some weddings so I'm like oh, okay that is income I can't rely on anymore um that can send you into a tizzy really fast if you let it so I'm really yeah I'm really allowing that to just be what it is and to be mindful with my money Mm-hmm. The money that I have right now, I think that's a really good lesson. And then also to 
only buy the things that are going to lift me up right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to act in lack because you know what I mean? Oh. Like purchasing yoga courses online. Great. Or purchasing courses that will like better myself and my well-being in my home. Great. But like online shopping and just buying all of these clothes because I'm like terrified and numbing out. Like that's what I want to avoid at all costs. Yeah. But it's good um, that you even have awareness around that and you're realizing yeah. some of like the old coping mechanisms that you would maybe turn to mm-hmm. in times of uncertainty and stress. And, um, it's beautiful that you're reframing it all. And I mean, it's interesting to hear that after also what you experienced after your really intense breath work to create. Yeah. And it's, you know, like maybe the universe is organizing a force, like inward creation mode for you. And who knows what's going to come out of this for you in terms of creating content and just new Mm -hmm. programs and everything else that could generate so much more. Yeah. I told you I'm like on podcast fire. I can't stop. I have so much to say and then I want to share. So that's felt so, so good. Um, okay. Well, let's, segue into today's topic because it's a really good one. Um, So as I mentioned in the introduction, Kate is one of my closest friends. So she's someone that I talk about all of those big life moments with, you know, we all have those people and she's definitely one of mine. And it's been an incredibly nourishing and freeing thing to have a friendship like that, that offers up complete vulnerability and holds all this space to be able to talk about whatever is true for me. And I like to think I do the same for her, Yes, <laughs> um, which is what led us to wanting to talk about our journeys within self-worth and to talk about the subject in a way that really invites all of you to think about your own self-worth. Um, because as you know, that's what this podcast is after, essentially. It's my mission to bring taboo subjects to the surface, to create endless space for us to be able to just truly experience and to feel into what it is to be human. So I guess I'll start with my own experience of where my hangups around self-worth started. Um, if that's cool with everybody, (laughs) everybody in the room. (laughs) Um, and it's wild. I felt like I really wanted to share this because it's a memory that is so concrete in my brain. Um, so my first memory of feeling like, Oh shit, I'm unworthy was actually in second grade. I remember it like it was yesterday, which is crazy. I had two girls that I was closest with. They will remain nameless because there's no point. (laughs) Um, But one of them was my next door neighbor and the other lived down the street and she had just moved to Chicago the year prior. Um, I had been the one to extend myself to her when she first moved to just show her around and introduce her to the girls in the neighborhood that I had known since kindergarten. Um, and she was just such a sweet person adapting to new surroundings, you know? So I remember giving her in second grade, we're in second grade now. I remember giving her a best friend necklace, um, the girl who is new. Um, and at this point we were just pretty much attached at the hip and it was like one of those necklaces where the heart is broken in half. How fitting (laughs) where the story is going and the words best friends are divided. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And there was this one day that I went to school, everything was normal or so I thought. And I realized early on in the day that she wasn't talking to me and she was also clinging tightly to my next door neighbor, my other friend who also turns out wasn't talking to me. And it was such an eerie feeling like, and it's crazy that I was eight, seven or eight at the time. And I'm in my thirties now and I can still feel what that feels like. Like I can see that version of myself mm-hmm. and feel what she was feeling. And it's like the feeling that you're about to get in trouble by your parents, but you truly have no idea why. Yeah. Like you're just like that pit in your throat and in your stomach is awful, especially to be so young. So that day went by and I just kept to myself. I had tried to initiate conversation and put myself into the mix a couple of times earlier, but to no avail. And rejection just is not my strong suit. Um, it crushes me. So I just sort of surrendered and I don't recall like what time it was exactly, but maybe around lunchtime because it was when the entire class would like line up and take a bathroom break all together. And I remember I was in there 
with the two girls. They were in the stall and went in together. And I heard my next door neighbor tell my other friend to flush the toilet. And she did it. And she did it. Uh-huh. Holy fuck. I was so crushed. And even just thinking about it now, it like brings tears to my eyes because that's so confusing for my younger self, right? Like I've actually done a lot of reprogramming reprogramming and healing around that day because it fucked with me royally. Like that was the first moment where I was like, oh, there's something wrong with me, but I don't know what it is. Like I'm, I'm unlovable. I can be disposable. And what mm-hmm. I give to people might not actually matter. It's, it's flushable, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So without, without any explanation, any explanation. Either, which is and so we're so confusing. little, we don't have the tools, but as we get older, more and more sure. things like that continue to happen. And if we're lucky, we learn the tools along the way to understand that essentially it really has nothing to do with us. But until you learn that lesson, and even when you do, it's really hard. It's painful. It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. So I know. Hard. I wish I could get into a time warp and go to your second grade classroom and just scoop you I, up. Mm-hmm. You I revisit her often. Seriously. It's like such a yeah, weird... The, the word is heavy and I've talked about this on my Instagram and on the blog before, but like trauma carries such a weight, but like it really was like one of my first traumatic moments where I was like, that is so painful and so confusing. And what can be overwhelming if you let it be is like to look at it and go, oh my God, that was a moment that changed everything and not for the better. You know, that was a moment where like something in my brain rerouted. And, like, pieces of my authenticity were stripped from me. And I was forced to, like, enter life with a new frame of thought, which is, like, really mm-hmm. sad and crazy. Do you have a memory of, like, when you were younger? Or- well, I, just have, I do. Um, do you find yourself, when you're establishing new friendships with people, does any of the, like, remnants of that experience in second grade ever bubble up. Mm, I would say the only thing that shows up for me is that sometimes I can get this ping, like this feeling of feeling left out, even if that's not what's happening. And I think that directly Mm -hmm. correlates with my childhood because that wouldn't be the first time that that happened. I mean, not something where like someone flushed something down the toilet, but like just being left out and being, um, excluded just having like yeah for no reason um yeah that would like be a continuing theme throughout my life and I think it's never anything to where I like throw a fit about it or even bring it up because I'm able to be like I know what that is you know you know yeah and it's like yeah and it's you. you know the friendships I have in my life are so insane like they're just so beautiful that I know that that would never be any of their intent so it's easy for me to just like kind of have it be pretty fluid yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah so um I think when I was reflecting on all this you know um after we had talked about wanting you know the topic Mm -hmm. for today and everything um the most vivid memory from my childhood that I remember feeling just like incredible amounts of shame, which then led to my self-worth just being totally Mm -hmm. blown apart was actually in first grade. Mm. And we were, it was like, like within the first week of school and, um, you know, this was like our first, first grade. So it's the first time in like a big kid's school and we were all getting to know each other. And, um, I'm pretty sure that there were a couple kids in that class that I had known because the town I grew up in is really small. Um, but our teacher had this growth chart on the wall and she wanted to like throughout the year be like, okay, this is how tall you were when Mm -hmm. you started school and then do it throughout the year and keep track of it and, you know, showing growth and everything else. And the whole class was sitting around and each kid got up and she would be like, Oh, Johnny, here's where you are like whatever. And I stood up and you have to, you know, go back to the wall. So I couldn't see what, where I was mm-hmm. on the chart. And 
everyone in the cl- I like stood up and put my back up against it and everyone started mm-hmm. laughing because I was off mm-hmm. the chart because I'm six feet tall and I've always been tall throughout my life and you know girls are often they grow and much quicker like faster than boys and so like I was taller than so many of the boys in my class but like everybody started making fun of me and just laugh and I was standing there looking out at oh my god I hate that the the circle on the rug where everyone was where we do like story time and all that and they were just I just will never forget feeling so ironically small yeah (laughs) right within that and I just basically just turned bright red and started to cry. And I didn't really know. I like my teacher like took me out into the hall and I didn't really know what to do with any of that. And it didn't necessarily continue to be a perpetual thing in that class. But that moment of just being literally all the rest of the kids like eyes at me and laughing and being like, you're off the chart. You're like, I know I'm off the chart. It's cool. You don't have to tell me that. (laughs) It's so and I mean, in that I struggled with being really tall until probably until you realize you have legs for days. Like your legs are gorgeous. Yeah. I always say that they come out of my armpits, (laughs) but yeah. But that's like the first time I have, like I can very similar to you. Like I can, Mm -hmm. when I think Mm -hmm. back on that, my physical body like Mm -hmm. contracts, like it, I, like I can, like feel exactly what I was feeling in that yeah. moment. Um, but yeah. you. and it's crazy how, you know, without understanding how to process that or what to do with mm-hmm. that, how that story and experience and f- what you feel through that manifests within yourself as yeah. you get older. Yeah. So where uh, have you, where do you feel like you've experienced a lack of self-worth in your adult life? Where does that really show up for you? Like what's like the reoccurring? Um, I would say the within what's most reoccurring for me within the last couple of years has been within mm-hmm. work and rate like creating rates and feeling really confident and strong. Oh, in yeah, what I'm charging for my services and um, that has been an ongoing kind of journey to like get to a place where I feel good about things. And then sometimes I'll go back and it's really interesting because I struggle with a lot, a lot of, um, you know, I just want to, I want to show up and I want to serve and I want to help people and I want to help people heal and empower them. And at the same, and so I'm always like, Oh yeah, totally. I'll help you out. I'll help you out. And some people are like, Oh, I can't afford that. Or, Oh yeah, I can't do that. So then like next thing I know, I have like three clients that aren't even like, (laughs) I'm just like, how did Mm -hmm. I get here? And remembering to come back to how if I don't stand in my own self-worth, how are other people going to value me and respect my work if I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but I would say most likely or most what comes up the most for me still at 37 is within work. Yeah. What about yourself? What comes up in all quotes? I would definitely say within romantic relationships. 100%. I think that's where before doing all the work I've been doing for the past like year and a half, I placed all of my worth, which is so dangerous. I would let these relationships dictate if I was good enough, if what I had to offer was worthy of being committed to all the things, you know? Um, But ultimately what it came back around to what I learned and I'm so fucking grateful that I did is that that was all my doing. I was ultimately telling them how worthy I was by what I was allowing in the relationship, kind of touching on to what you said about work. And I think for Mm -hmm. anyone shaking their head or nodding their head, sorry. um, I think that goes for any relationship that we have in our lives. It's our boundaries that showcase our worth. We are, we're literally the only ones that can decipher how worthy we are. No one else gets that power, which is actually really freeing. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think too, touching back on the work piece. Cause I feel like a lot of listeners can probably relate to that. Um, that tug of war of feeling worthy of value. Um, I just mm-hmm. had this experience this morning. <laughs> so I feel like it's really fresh uh-huh. to talk about, but, 
um, you know, I just launched the declutter method online course and mm-hmm. that online course is a lot of my grieving process and so much of my soul is embedded into that course. Um, and it took months upon months for me to create that. I had to go deep and like really tap into a part of myself that was uncomfortable at times. And so it's like, here I am. I just like poured so much heart and soul, so much work, gave so much of my time to it. And then when it came time to land on a price, everything felt too high. I kept feeling like, well, no one's going to buy it for this price, even though that's what feel aligned. That's what feels aligned for the work that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and for the healing and the transformation that I know it can provide people. And I did a lot of meditation around it and just tried to like free that self-worth hang up. And for the most part, I think it's subsided, but even still with it being live and out in the open, I'm doing the dance of, oh, I bet only X number of people will buy it. And it's just so sad. I want to hug myself for even thinking that, but you know, Mm -hmm. just let it like be Mm -hmm. what it is, you know? I know the Mm -hmm. value in it and the right people, the right people who it's aligned for and the right people aligned with your work they will and that's enough exactly and that's kind of one of the things and that I have played with a lot in the last year and a half within starting my own business which was a whole new Mm -hmm. thing for me (laughs) um but you know starting out and creating pricing and packages and then initially I just had that oh my gosh like what if no one buys it or what if only this many people and I want to make it accessible for a lot of people because that's one of my hangups within the wellness space. Like the, I didn't want the barrier of entry to be Mm -hmm. super high, which is often all too common, but um, I also don't want to just give my time and energy and services. Exactly. That's not sustainable. And what's interesting is I look at where my rates are now and where they started and they've almost tripled and I have more clients now than ever have. And that like, and exactly what you just said, like the people that are going to see your declutter program and challenge and everything that's within that, and it lands right, and they go to click purchase, if it's right for them, and it's going to actually, you know, it's meant to be that they, they won't even hesitate yeah. to purchase it. And that's the people that you want to yeah. have. Yeah, and I've been that person before, so I know what that feeling is like. You know, like I've yeah. been that person that's like, it sees, it sees the price and it's almost just like a number. Like it's not money going out. It's like money that I'm putting into myself. So, you know, for anyone who's kind of mm-hmm. freaking out about that, you know what that energetic feeling is like. So just trust that there are other people who are going to have that experience with your work as well. If your work is authentic and it's, you know, valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, I'm glad we touched on that because I'm sure a lot of people can relate. So how do you feel like... Mm-hmm your lack of self-worth has held you back in your life. Are there any like areas aside from work where you feel like you've struggled to progress or you've had to like kind of go backwards and reprogram certain things? Definitely. And what's interesting too, is that in thinking on that, I, what comes to mind immediately are romantic relationships that I stayed in for too long. Um, even like I knew it was so clear to me that he was not the right person and that things were not aligned right. And I was not getting what I needed within that relationship. And yet I just totally enrolled myself Mm -hmm. in it and stayed in that. Um, which in, you know, I think when we, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship or business partnership, when we continue to enroll ourselves in things that aren't aligned and that don't make us feel um, totally expanded and seen and heard and valued, I mean, I think we just continue to shrink. Oh my gosh, that. yes. Um, and then additionally, I think in not being tr- having the courage to really stand in my worth and to know what my purpose in life is and to take the risk. I mean, it took me losing my chief of staff job in Angus dying for me to have like the wake mm-hmm. up call to step in. Just so common. Now. That's like such a part of the human experience, unfortunately. And I think back to, I mean, and I learned a lot in all of my years in corporate America in all the different places that I worked. So I'm grateful for all of those experiences. 
but I definitely think that um, I was holding myself back by not believing in myself enough and trusting myself to mm-hmm. take the leap and see what happened and know that like regardless of whatever, however the shit yeah. out, it's all yeah. haunted. What about yourself? How do you see like the ways that it's currently like your self-lack is holding yeah. you back? And like the what's well, interesting that. is right when I asked you the question, I was like, oh, I wish I would have rephrased that a little bit because I don't I don't know if I want to believe that like my journey within tackling self-worth has held me back necessarily because like we kind of said, I think that's where all the lessons are, you know, like the little golden nuggets. Um, but I will mm-hmm. say very similar to you. Well, and I, uh-huh. I was just going to say that I think even in that question, I don't even think it's, I don't think you're saying that it's necessarily holding you back, but looking yeah. back and reflecting right. on that is where you see like you like maybe didn't do what you would have wanted to do at that time. But we needed those direct experiences to really become clear. Yeah. I wish I, I also wish I would have learned to use my voice earlier on. Um, You know, what's interesting because I think about that all the time. Like that is where I get the most frustrated. Like if I play that game where I like, I, I wish I could hit rewind Almost always, ninety-eight mm-hmm. percent of the time, it's me wanting to use my voice in a different way, and it's usually like standing up for myself, or you know, not just going along with what everyone else is thinking um, or wants mm-hmm. to do or whatever. But what's so interesting is that I used to get sore throats at least three times a year, like to the point where I couldn't swallow my own saliva. Sorry, that's gross, but it's true. My tonsils would yeah. swell up so badly that I'd have trouble accessing my airway and it was just always such a mess and a fiasco and knowing what I know now yeah knowing what I know now like about our chakras and energy and how that's all so deeply intertwined it makes me it makes so much sense so yeah I just never spoke up for mm-hmm. myself I I didn't know how I didn't have the tools um and I really think it just stems back going back like to that day in second grade to feeling the confused emotion and just being impacted by that moment and not having the tools to try and understand what was happening. Um, it was almost like I subconsciously vowed to just float on by until further notice, mm-hmm. you know, to let others tell me how important I was or wasn't. And again, as I mentioned earlier, that ended up being reflected in a lot of my friendships up until I found my college girlfriends and, you know, the relationships that I, the serious relationships that I have been in. So, mm-hmm. so because of all of that, then how did you learn to step into your power and to use your voice to like start reclaiming those pieces of yourself. Cause that's uncomfortable to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And I feel like I'm still fine tuning mm-hmm. in certain areas of my life. Um, but I would say ultimately the things that I continue to use if I, cause even still I'll have, seasons of being like self-doubt will be coming up a lot or um just feeling kind of confused or just things aren't really quite aligned um for me but when I start to feel like I've lost my center and I'm putting too much attention um outward and giving too much of my energy and power to people outside of myself When that stuff starts to come up a lot, that to me is a very clear sign that I need to come back home to myself. Mm -hmm. I need to regain clarity within Mm -hmm. myself um, and remember that I have everything Mm -hmm. I need, every answer that I need, all like the many conundrums that we can create in our minds. Like those are just our minds. You know, our minds create thoughts like our lungs breathe. We are not Mm -hmm. our thoughts. And Um, so I often, you know, meditation has been a huge game changer for me, um, to really just kind of allow the irrelevant ways of being and, um, thinking to just kind of fall away and shed those layers. Um, and I, so it's basically meditation for me and then also just going inward Mm -hmm. and, not putting so much focus on the outer world, because ultimately I know that when I'm starting to experience 
you know, self-doubt, um, my self-worth feels like it's in the toilet. Like that to me is that I'm not actually in my truth. I'm not mm-hmm. in my heart and I'm more in my mind and in my ego yeah. and I need to come back home and get back to where I know mm-hmm. is home. So it's all about going inward and just like grounding and meditating and being. Scared. Yeah. And I think that's, what's nice about doing the work and being where we're at now, far from perfect and having it all figured out to be clear. <laughs> but what's nice is yeah. being awake enough to notice when we're disconnected from that part of ourselves, like no longer on autopilot and being able to say like, Hmm, okay. Yeah. That needs some adjusting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think for me personally, what's, really smacked me right back into alignment is, um, any sort of body work. And I was kind of against that, not against it, but just sort of like would roll my eyes and people would be like, yoga, like just breathe. You're like, come on. But truly it, what's been fascinating for me is that whether that's Reiki, which is my favorite, um, or doing Kundalini yoga. And for those who aren't familiar, it's basically a self-awareness yoga that focuses on stagnant energy throughout the body. So you do different mudras and poses, Sometimes they're super weird. Kate and I have gotten super weird together in class, (laughs) but they work to get that energy moving. So it's just no longer stagnant. It's really powerful. Um, Sometimes you sob, sometimes you laugh, whatever, but nothing puts me back into my own body, my own soul more than that. And that can be all it takes. Honestly, it's just some body work and breathing and meditation. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned earlier, that's, that's new for me, like the breath work and stuff, but it's so tangible. You can do it for 30 seconds, three minutes, three hours in your living room, yeah. you know, and the effects mm-hmm. are magical. And I, I think that's really important to touch on really quick for anyone who's listening. Therapy is so important. Getting that outside support, it's invaluable. And you all know how I feel about therapy. If you listen to Kate's episodes, you know how she feels about therapy. Um, but also just don't forget that you are so capable of doing the work on your own in addition. Meaning if you're having a day, if you're really deep in it and let's say your therapist is booked for a week out or something, you're not screwed. You are ultimately your biggest healer and your biggest advocate. So that support is so important. Yes. But even alongside your therapist, you are the one who's doing the work. So please remember that. That is such a beautiful, important reminder. Yeah. Especially right now. You're Um, right. Yeah. Like you can hold yourself. You can bring yourself back to neutral. You can breathe. And yeah. And I think I held this um, online support group a couple days ago for people that some clients and I partnered with another holistic Mm -hmm. nutritionist, especially for people with like autoimmune diseases and everything where things are definitely a little bit more stressful for them. And we talked about exactly that and how we often just want to in times of craziness or when we totally feel ungrounded and uncentered, we immediately are like, Oh, I need to like book my therapist. Mm -hmm. I need to get a new gym membership. I need to get a trainer. I need to go get, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is when ultimately like if we just get still and go Mm -hmm. inward to your point, like we are our own healers and we have all the answers that we need. We are just, operating out of the wrong part of ourselves. Yeah. And I think too, like a big piece of, of it is coming back to like what you don't own ultimately owns you. Um, and not being comfortable enough to like, you know, just own those pieces of yourself, like taking responsibility maybe for the ways in which you didn't, or you don't show up for yourself. Like what I said before, like what those girls did was really mean. And in some of the ways I was just treated in relationship was really shitty, but I'm also a part of that equation too. I, because I just let it happen. No one's wrong. You're not wrong for doing that. You're human. But I mean, I still have some struggles within trauma that I experienced in high school that runs so deep, so deep in my core Mm. and in my veins that I can like feel my soul is like bubbling up. Like we're almost there. We're almost ready to free this, to put it out into the world because Honestly, it's only creating poison by keeping it in. And I've never understood that until you get to that point where you're like, I have to let this out. But it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It becomes. Yeah. But yeah. And on the flip side Mm -hmm. or like, you know, on the other side, it's it's so hard to be so vulnerable and to carry that weight of shame and lack of worth. But these are the conversations that we need to be having. These are the spaces that we need to feel Mm -hmm. 
safe to do so. And honestly, I look so forward to being able to have those conversations here on the podcast with you, Kate, when I'm ready. I, I can't wait for you to text me. I have this anticipation or this expectation that it'll be like so heavy, but I kind of doubt it. Like the more I think about it, I'm like, no, I think that's going to feel so good to just like let her rip, you know? I think it really will. And I think it will probably, or I would, it's going to resonate with so many of your listeners. And I really look forward to holding the space for you to have that Mm -hmm. conversation because I think within all of the self-worth stuff we've talked about today and shame and feeling small and um, the many ways that our experiences can manifest Mm -hmm. within us to make us feel that pain and toxicity within my own journey and how I've, you know, gotten stronger at using my voice and owning my truths and being authentic to what is true for me. Mm -hmm. While yes, it can be uncomfortable at times, but it is so empowering Mm -hmm. and feel so much lighter. And the number of people like in just like, our conversations around relationships or work or anything. It's like, Oh yes. Like I can so relate to where you're at. Like I've been there. Here's what I did. Yeah. You know? And also like, yeah, I just think it's going to be really powerful. And I think, you know, coming back to your whole purpose and mission within this podcast is to allow the space for these conversations to not feel so big and heavy because they don't have to. They can, you know, like we all have our own experiences. We've all experienced trauma. We've all, you know, we've all got our shadows. Yeah. I love you so much. I can't, I cannot wait to continue to ride this wave with you and see where it takes us to see how we grow and to hopefully help others who are listening. Because like you said, that's the mission. Yeah. I'm grateful for you and the entire experience.